All right, welcome everyone back to another episode of Hi, How Are You? Thank you guys so much for joining us once again here in the studio. I'm here back today with Mondizi. Yes, sir. Good to have you back again. And we're here just uh, back again to uh, to talk and chop it up on this great Friday. Hope you guys are enjoying the beautiful day. Uh, California is since reopened since we've uh, made this last episode and things are looking up. So that's great news. Went to visit Universal Studios yesterday. That was awesome. It was good to see the people. Uh, a lot of smiling faces, you know, nice to see people finally. So that was a great experience. Absolutely. I could imagine. Uh, but no, I want to talk about a couple things actually here that have been happening this week in cannabis, as we always sort of uh, try to do here on Hi, How Are You? And um, some interesting things have happened here this week. Uh, you know, what actually is going on is the NFL is saying that they're going to give out a million dollars in cannabis research grants. Uh, so very, very interesting things that are happening. You know, initially, probably about already about a year ago, maybe even a little less, they were still at a point where they were like throwing people out of the NFL and doing different things, you know? So it's interesting to see the change now so rapidly into now where they're funding things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, one million in grants for researchers to investigate the therapeutic potentials of marijuana, CBD, and all their alternatives to opioids for treating pain. Because most NFL are on like uh, opioids for a long time for prolonged pain that they experience. So if that can help, that'd be amazing. Yes, get away from the harmful substances and most get definitely. into more natural healing uh, you know, properties of, of weed, absolutely. 100%, because we all know that uh, you know the, the plant has some healing properties, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to make some great correlations with the study, and maybe even further, in general, everything forward in terms of what and how we're looking at the plants. Uh, because, you know, it's person to person, man. You know, there's so many different stories that I hear from families where, you know, you can't smoke in the house or, you know, my, my, my mom's mad at me or my dad doesn't like me because of it or my aunts are mad. All this stuff that you hear uh, from people that are just, I don't know, I guess that, that don't agree with it. You know, it's kind of interesting. Well, it's very interesting when I think about it. You know, I was taking a walk this morning and I was realizing that we all have our belief system and we all uh, get uh, influenced yeah. along the road from the very beginning, yeah. starting with our parents, our friends, our families, you know, cousins, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, down the road when you go to school, you know, you get, again, brainwashed or, you know, at least uh, influenced in the way you think. By everything you're being propelled, you know, that's being propelled into your mind. Yeah. Uh, the television, uh, movies. You know, it's been apparently, the, today's the anniversary, the 50-year anniversary of the war on drugs, Richard Nixon speech. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a success that was, huh? Fucking or has failure. been. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking failure. Um, today, See? California GoBiz announced 58 grants totaling $29 million dollars. Uh, awarded to community-based nonprofits across. These grants help advance health, wellness, and economic justice for populations harmed by the war on drugs. Wow, harmed by the war See on that? drugs. See that? So literally, uh, they're issuing $29 million, which, which, which really, in my opinion, kind of boils down to like them admitting that it was bad. Well, these like, people have a little bit uh, you know what more I mean? open-minded um, approach to things. Yeah. You know, I just read this uh, young gentleman's, uh, uh, he was talking about his uh, experience. He was uh, uh, a son of a pastor in a um, 
very big uh, church in Pasadena. Uh-huh. And uh, he was talking about when he was in a teen, he was in the in the back of a car, uh, passed out from having smoked weed because uh, he was, you know, delving into it with his friends. And sure, he said, sure, sure. you know, if my dad had ever found out that I had smoked weed, he would have, you know, pretty much annihilated me. Yeah. Because they were, again, they got to play to this level of hypocrisy. Sure, sure. And, you know, we don't do this, we don't do that. You know, you got to play according to the to the game that society gives you at that moment uh-huh. so you can be, quote unquote, successful. And if you deviate from that, then you're going to get the wrath of, uh, of, of the congregation. You sure, know sure. I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. But now this young man has, you know, grown up to be a, a an older gentleman and yeah. and very wise, very uh uh he's got his own podcast, he's got a lot of uh followers and uh you know, the, he delves more like in the uh you know, spirit world and the outer limits of uh you know, societies and sure. and aliens and people out uh-huh. there and whatever and different lives and all that, different concepts that yeah, you yeah. know you don't have to agree with, but sure. Uh, you know, he made it and, uh, he says he doesn't, uh, do weed anymore because at that time it was the exper- experience, the experiment with your friends. Huh. Uh, but he, uh, he has never touched any, uh, psychedelics, you know, but again, this is someone that was the son of a big, big pastor. And again, the whole society at that time was being demonized by the powers that be Yeah, that, you know, weed is going to turn you into there was a big, uh, uh, crazy big push man, for that, you know? huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that that's you really are. I I, I see what you mean, one hundred percent, because um, it, it's really crazy. It's really crazy. So I also found this article: start spreading the news from Forbes of all people talking about cannabis. Now, very funny. Start spreading the news. The New York could displace California as the cannabis capital of the world. I did not know we were the cannabis capital of the world right now. I didn't know that. I wouldn't. I mean, I w- I could have guessed. I would imagine because of could've... all the people, for, just numbers we're, wise. Yeah, know, but at the same time, I would have never been like, "Oh, I'm for sure that we're number one in the world." Uh, so much of California does not have dispensaries or cannabis retail manufacturing or cultivation uh, because local officials banned cannabis businesses. Where we used to live, where I used to live down south, in this really, really not so. Anyway, they just that city banned all cannabis businesses and that like the city next to it those two neighboring cities banned everything Hmm. uh so a lot of cities it's it's fairly common and it's very funny now because in the same city where it's banned there's now six to ten billboards yes advertising weed so Uh go figure how 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 the city officials must feel that they banned it and that they're still advertising in their city Yes. That's pretty funny. In my now, opinion. where are these uh, dispensaries? They're at? in a neighboring city about 25 minutes oh, north. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're kind of advertising like when yeah, you're but on I your mean, way to Vegas. When you think about it, like that city is the probably the, the, the city that's the most wealthy in the area. So they would want to advertise there mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah, I think right. that's the reason they do it. Um, let's, so basically what's kind of happening many stakeholders myself included have tried to persuade democratic lawmakers and i'm not speaking myself i'm speaking from the gentleman who wrote this article i'll find his name in a moment uh to reform prop 64 and yet all efforts have failed despite one party rule i'm not aware of what prop 64 uh currently is or does although i will say that it does feel and we've spoken about this on on uh hi how are you previously that 
California seems to be lagging. Uh, okay, okay, here it is. Um, basically, yes. So if Prop 64 is the adult use legalization framework in California. So they're basically saying that because of the current framework, they believe that most of California does not have dispensaries due to the local ordinances. Something needs to change in there is what they're saying. California being, quote unquote, the, the, the uh, capital? Cap, capital of the world, to me is crazy because there's so much legislation that is lagging here in terms of consumption, like where, LA, where New York was able to like, there's nothing to figure out in my opinion. Like New York was like, look, if you can smoke cigarettes there, you can smoke weed there. Bada bing, bada boom. There's no like filter you need to put in. There's no, you understand what I mean? It's like bang, bang, done. Yes. Like California should have banged that out three years ago. They need to have it banged out now. They need to get it going because as much as I like the cannabis consumption lounge thing, guys, we need to get up to the fucking, like step up to the bowl plate. Like you need to understand that like, if we're going to be talking about smoke from cigarettes, carcinogenic fucking 35,000, whatever, 3,500 chemical smoke. You can smoke cig you can smoke weed there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean, dude? Like mm -hmm. you should be able to smoke weed in a Vegas casino. I mean, no offense to like the governor of, of Nevada, but fuck a fucking consumption lounge, my guy. You got ten of them already on the Vegas strip where a bunch of fucking fools are smoking cigars and it's like I was at a, a really nice new bar. It opened up in uh what was it with the wind? And yes. it's called the Lake of Dreams. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm drinking whatever the fuck I was drinking. And I right behind me, I start smelling like heavy ass tobacco smoke. We're outside, right? We're watching the show. And the lady, I'm like, what the fuck's going on behind me? I asked the, the bartender. She's like, oh, they're smoking a cigar. And I was like, she's like, do you want me to get you an ashtray? And I'm like, I don't think you'll like the cigar I'm lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is it that this dude is lighting up this shit. What is so offensive? Like, what would have been so wrong besides a stigma that everyone in that restaurant, oh my God, we're smelling weed now. It's a political stigma. That's it, is. it is. That's all it is. All it is. And it's fueled by exactly what we're seeing California admit to destroying groups as a result of it. Because I didn't even face the brute of this. I've, I mean, this is like, dude, I'm so old in the game that anybody that's an OG in weed can say, my guy, you're like, this. you're, you're late to the party, bro. You're just, you know what I mean? Mm. You're crying about the table scraps. Well, you know, see, I, I, I love what's, what's, what this scripture says, and it, it's what I really believe mm. we should live by. Mm. It says, uh, Paul was saying in one of his uh, letters, mm. everything is lawful, but not everything is expedient. What's expedient mean? Like, in other words, not everything is going to be um, the best for me, Okay. but everything's allowed. In other words, as long as I am living for love yeah. living for good yeah you know in other words i'm gonna go smoke a joint because i enjoy it yeah because i it makes me feel good yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it helps me with my whatever with my whatever yeah okay uh it's not harming me because i haven't seen any or felt any uh Harmful visible effects. harm effects yeah. so therefore it's it's lawful for me to use that for me it's based on the law of love. Yeah. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not, yeah. you know, stabbing anybody with it. I'm not poking anybody in the eye with it. What's the problem? Sure. Right? Now, I have to conform, conform to all the uh, legal aspects of everything. In you, I was just about life. to say, do you believe that that goes deeper than, than cannabis at that point? Because, like, what, that, that to me almost sounds like an advocacy for other things, which is, you know, like we know now that there's, like, a big push for, like, uh, decriminalizing, you know, mushrooms and different things. 
I don't know, and I haven't really done any research into it in terms of like the effects or whatever. But I'm sure somebody. I'd be interested to bring someone on at some point who's like a real specialist or can start to talk about. That'd yeah. be interesting. I I think again, we got to uh, reach out to USC or something. See if they have somebody over there. Uh, yeah. Really. I'm sure they do. They, there's always uh, scientists working on the fringes of. There's got to be uh, some guy that just wants to get of, on a Zoom uh, call. And <laughs> of the new, uh, the talk new to ways two guys to live. that smoke weed about psychedelic. I think that sounds pretty official. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's our official inquiry. Uh, no, but that's real good, you know. So, I, good, I, as far as this New York thing, California, come on, guys, you need to loosen it up a little bit, man. You want to be the cannabis capital of the world? Also, my guys, you need to like start using that for tourism opportunities. Fucking Mr. Screwsome needs to figure this shit out, man, because he's over here screwing this shit. Like, that is such a tour. That's a tourism title right there. You could build a whole industry around California, the capital of weed in the world. I mean, because I'm sure there's a, a, a fair bit of people, maybe not here in the U.S., that think that it's maybe like Amsterdam or something. Obviously, if you guys didn't hear, we've spoken about this a few times as well. They've shut that shit down hard lock and key and i can't find any articles on it so i don't know what the hell's going on over there maybe that was like part of it maybe it was like the fucking disappear program or some shit <laughs> um but they're fucking they're doing something over there man they're doing something over there yeah you know what too is is really interesting i was just telling someone earlier cannabis is moving so fast the innovations in it that it's like you can't even keep up with it and that's a good thing in my opinion mm -hmm. because i'd rather have that than be like oh dude there was like 10 drops in the last two years and I tried it all. You know what I mean? Like, nah, dude. Like, I, I, I like where I'm at. It's like, there's a bunch of shit going on. There's so much shit where I can't even keep up with it. Like, you what know. What kind of things? Let, let me know. Well, no, that's I what like I'm saying. Know. Like, for example, we do the I do the Carlos Cannabis Corner right. thing. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, there's a certain, like, uh, like bar that has to be met for me to bring it on the corner. You know, there's right. a lot of different cannabis out there, and I totally respect it. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that, that choose to smoke uh, with a budget. I'm not going to say on a budget, but with a budget. Um, so they want to keep their smoking down to a minimum, and they just smoke whatever they like, whatever they feel that they want just to get a couple hits and make them feel high. And then I understand that there's, like, another level of it where, like, you can use the word, like, connoisseur or um just i don't know you like it a lot you know whatever you don't got to make it that fancy uh and i think that's like what carlos cannabis corner is about so i'm very excited because i think there's a lot of brands now that are adhering to that standard and producing a bunch of products that like there's a plethora of stuff now and there's like too much almost uh, which is a great great problem so basically to have. what they're doing they're just uh keep crossbreeding different yeah and they're never going to stop right yeah. right yeah. because it's endless once you have two you can have three, yeah, and they, you can have six, and it multiplies. Uh -huh, yeah, and then forever. it just keeps going from there, and it just, you never, in fact, actually, when, it's actually getting broader, because if you think about it, like, if you go down to the original strains, you'll find four or five originals, Afghani, uh, and like fucking Sinsamia, I can't sit here and name them all, but like, right, right. Afghani, Sinsamia, obviously OG's Ocean Grown, there was like a certain sect for that. There's these original strains that, you know, uh, what was they the, were the foundational. Afghani Gold, yeah, the foundational of the genetics of cannabis. Once those were crossbred, it created a bunch. Right now, fuck, I mean, we've talked about this before, how many many wait, wait how many cannabis strains are there you know what i mean and i would think uh, that this number is not even correct because they're not even aware of this is june 9th 2020 they're saying there are over 700 strains i don't wow. even believe that because here's another article i would say probably take that number and maybe add a thousand maybe wow secret genetics that the companies have that they won't release or that they're just doing on their own 
Well, I mean, I have buddies that I won't name that have maybe fucking 30, 40, 50 genetics just sitting on or crossbreeding right now. Wow. Labs and rooms dedicated to this. But, you know, the thing is that is on, on the one hand, it would seem a little bit daunting and almost scary to think that what if they do something so powerful that, wow, I just blast your mind out, right? But at the same time, it doesn't exist like that. No, it doesn't exist Because like it's so... Uh, unique There's like and a, it's helpful. There, I mean, with what we had in the 80s versus what we had now, I don't know if people were smoking in the 80s, however high they were getting. Were they wondering? Or like, I don't know if, uh, for example, obviously I'm not here trying to push. Bash. No, I'm not trying to push the misconception of THC percentage because yes. that is not what gets you high. But at the same time, that I want to talk to a grower very soon. I'm going to bring them on the podcast or somebody who's very deep into the, in the industry. And we really have to have a discussion about if THC percentage and even some growers will tell me terpene percentage or, or cannabinoid percentage is not what we should be basing flowers on. To me, there's only one answer and it's sommeliers or gongiers because that's the only thing that's going to get this industry to work. From what I'm hearing, from what these people are saying, THC percentage cannabinoid profile completely should not be telling us what we're smoking. So that's like wrong. So it seems that like the only thing that really should be built is a network of like strain profiling, which is really what I'm trying to do on Cannabis Corner. And, you know, obviously making it better as best as I can. But like, that's really what I think creates that informed buying experience for people with weed. So in the 80s, did people think like, okay, let's say this weed's 15% teach, whatever. Like, did they think it was going to get that much exponentially stronger? So does that mean that now the weed is going to get exponentially stronger in the future? Like, I don't know if there's like a, a cap to it. You know what? You're dealing with uh, with uh, the unknown. Yeah, I don't and, know. And uh, and I think from from the previous, all you have to, to see the future, sometimes you have to look back. Yeah. And if you look back, you realize that there was obviously a weaker... Uh, beginning or whatever it was in the beginning. Uh, now you have so much potency in the in the in the herb that uh, it only leads you to believe that tomorrow it's going to be that much more potent. You know. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned too, it's 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 hard to it's hard to tell guys because I think I've said it before. Like I've we'll, smoked we'll strains into the future twenty years. And yeah, come back real. No, quick but I've smoked see. strains that are like, oh, this is forty percent THC, and like, yeah, I got you pretty pretty high, but like. You, I've also smoked stuff that was 16, 17% and it got you that much higher. So it's very hard to understand right now. If we're going to go into the market and we're going to tell people or like if, if, a, if a cannabis company wants to start telling people like we want to do away with these, I don't think we're there yet because the, it, the, the, the talk is just beginning. If a company really wants to do away with it, they're going to really have to put some R&D into really creating a system to get understanding to their clients. Um, there's a few brands that are headed in that direction too, for mm. sure. That are already in addition to putting that percentage, and and I'll just I'll just leave it up to they know who they are. Uh, but they are adding big big uh, paragraphs of information on every single strain, so that's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we here, just, how about this variable? You know, because obviously we're all the same, but we're all different. Yeah. So what might affect you with that information? 
uh, might affect me very differently. 100%. In fact, actually, let's talk about that right now. Great, great website and source is Leafly that I would highly recommend if you guys ever want to check out. Just some great insight on strains. So I want to show you something here, Mundine. So if you go check out right here on Leafly.com, you type in wedding cake, which is a very well-known strain. A lot of people most likely love. Great, great strain, aka Triangle Mints 23. Uh, potent Indica Hybrid. You guys know about it. You know, Triangle Kush, Animal Mints, all the whole thing. It's great. Like, literally, it's a staple in cannabis. You come on down here, okay? Now, this is very very, very cool. So this is 1,200 people who reported 6,000 effects wow. for this strain alone. So if you click show all in the top right, we're going to be loaded here onto the reviews. But if we check out here, we can see 59% of people reported feeling relaxed. 23% of people reported feeling hungry. 2% of people felt paranoid. 4% of people felt dizzy. 16% of people got dry mouth. 18% of people had stress. 8% of people couldn't sleep on the strain. 14% of people experienced depression. So you are right. And that's why there's some generalizations you can make that are pretty applicable to a wide variety of people. Now, I have a very, because I like to think outside the box. Okay. Go back to that screen, yeah. Before they smoked, Okay. I don't know the answers. I know. I, I the answer is I don't but know. But I have, I, it's just a quick question. Before they smoked, you know, the day before, how are you 1,245 people feeling today? Well, this was a true, because this are is not a- Are you feeling relaxed? Yeah, I'm a little relaxed. Are you- They, are you they should have reported that what they felt before. Oh, okay. Very good. But this wasn't a case study. Right, right, right. This I, is a I review. It's just yeah. a review. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting because I just wanted to show you this so you kind of understand. Of we're looking right now at, you know, I would say it's like 15 different effects that we're looking at. And most of the effects that we're looking at are uh, reported most likely under 20%. Uh, the majority of the effects, which most likely accurately represents, I would call the top three effects, over 40% of people reported are euphoric, happy, and relaxed. So just as I circle back and I say, with cannabis, you can profile a really good picture of what most people are going to experience but there are always nuances with everything mm -hmm. with everything you know so i think that sort of really just kind of uh, explains it but leafly always is a fantastic source that i use uh to really help me in, in a lot of different ways and i really uh shout out to leafly for really starting to, to, you know, to, to change uh, it i would be, be me being a scientist minded kind of person i would love to do a study on why are people smoking weed? In other words, like, you know, there's people that, oh, I just want to use it for pain. Oh, I just want to use it to feel high. Oh, I just want to use it to, uh, well, you know, get a little creative, you know. Oh, I just wait, wait, use so what was your question? It. Yeah. Why is, what is the driving force be behind Yeah, yeah, that's important. And we've had a podcast about that. But, but the reason I was thinking is this is interesting because mm -hmm. what you're just talking about on Leafly's website, they actually have this where they can show you wellness strains for insomnia, for nausea, for inflammation, for depression, or they can show you strains based on effect, focus, arouse, relax, euphoria. You know, there's a bunch, a wow, bunch of different amazing. things. There's actually a bunch of arousal, creativity, energetic, euphoria, focus, giggly, happy, hungry, relaxed, sleepy, talkative, tingly, uplifted. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it starts that, going in. They actually have it broken down like that. That's amazing. Flavors and aromas. So if you're like, I want something that tastes like peaches or something that tastes like ammonia or something oh, that shit. tastes like blue cheese. If there was a strain that tastes like blue cheese, uh, somebody come find me <laughs> because... Uh, I got your salad. 
<laughs> There's a strain literally called blue cheese. That is amazing. I'm going to find that. Yeah. Wow. I tried ooh la la. Ooh la la did definitely, in my opinion, did not taste like blue cheese, but whatever. Each their own. Some people are very uh, tuned in with that. <laughs> That's interesting. That's funny. These are interesting flavors that I never really use when I talk about weed. I don't know. Some people do. Some people don't. But anyway, it's it's I interesting. Really, I really, uh, uh, I'm really chipping on this. Uh, the feelings and helps you with this, helps you with that. Like, wow, bipolar disorder. Look at that. It actually helps people with bipolar disorder. Yeah, it, it's it's very amazing Cramps, to see the depression. full... Uh, I mean, there's there's so many that, uh, and, that are and, on there. And I, I would imagine these are more than uh, case studies. They're really more reviews, people saying, you know, it helped me with there my cancer or it helped me yeah, with my it, it, depression. I would look at it like you got a lot of people that are giving you information. So you're going to have, in my opinion, a really good understanding of it. <clears throat> but it's maybe not backed by like a big conglomerate scientific study. Scientific study. Because unfortunately, up until the last couple of years, we've been, we still have federal you know, uh, restrictions. Uh, restrictions and federal uh, criminalization of cannabis. They were actually talking about it earlier today. There's a well-known individual who's currently advocating for uh, people like Jay-Z, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Burner, who's the main, main people that are really capitalizing off this. Basically, a lot of the heads of cannabis to began to make a push to advocate more for the federal legalization and full release of all nonviolent cannabis offenses. As we spoke about previously, Last Prisoner Project has a lot of great information if you want to go check that out. Uh, they supply me with all my info. I really keep up to date with them. They're a really fantastic uh, coalition of great individuals that are trying to help people, you know, people that have been slapped with this in a real ugly way because you really have some people. I mean, I was looking earlier, I believe I, w I was reading a story of a gentleman who's doing like 15 years right now. Let me read that again. Let me see if I can find it. Mm. Um, let me see here. It's just so, it's it's very sad. Uh, let's see here. So they were talking a little bit about the drug war and what he did. I'm trying to see if I can find, hmm, 50 years in justice time. To, yeah, anyway, but it's really, really crazy. I would definitely recommend going to check them out. They're really great uh, in terms of, you know, doing it. It's signed a bill reducing Louisiana governor signs bill reducing maximum penalty for possessing half ounce to a hundred dollar fine instead of prison time. Jeez. We're not even talking jail time prison. Isn't that like extended stay type shit? Right. Like five years or more. Usually when they're talking about the prison, man, that's fucked up. It, it's really crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that it's still unfolding and, and doing its thing, but there's a lot of money in it. But I think that there's definitely, a little bit more that people can kind of step up and and start to maybe you know what I mean, right? Because it's sad. It's sad that that there are so many people that are in there. I mean, life without possibility of parole for his involvement in cannabis distribution network. Life in prison, thirty wow. at thirty one years old. Mother of three, uh, two thousand ten. Sandra Marie Bowen was sentenced to eighteen years in federal prison for her role in distribution. Or is it, what, uh, Edwin state? Rubbins, um, uh, that doesn't mention the state actually. Mm. Edwin Rubbins, fifty-two, father, son, and brother, currently serving forty-year federal prisons for marijuana distribution. Marijuana distribution. This wasn't even fucking Breaking Bad, dude. This isn't. This isn't Walter. I mean, no, no offense to Bro or anything, but this isn't even fucking Walter, dude. This is weed. In two thousand four, was sentenced to life in prison for his role in marijuana distribution. So life, forty years. 
life and 18 years. Yeah, well, they want to make examples of these people. But you can't make examples and then on the other side of the country be like, oh, and we're connecting and we're collecting fucking 30 billion in revenue or whatever, we're, whatever they're, they're getting from their taxes. You know, you can't do that. It's, a double, it's like a double standard. That's why they need to really have people endorse us to get it across the board. Where like, I mean, even if this is happening, well, which it is in another country, that's wrong. But that's like a step where like, that's a hard step to take where we're going to try to figure that out, right? Right. But, so is, is the federal government collecting taxes I don't marijuana? Wait I a wouldn't think so. I don't think so. Hold on. But, but let government uh, collecting taxes on weed. I don't think so. But there's always, I don't know. Sales and legal taxes are taxed in nine states. Okay, let's see how marijuana taxes, uh, how they work here. Okay, so uh, marijuana taxes. Okay, this is fucking weird. Percentage of price, weight-based, potency-based. California, 15% excise tax on re state tax. Cultivators pay $9 per ounce of flowers and 2 per ounce of leaves. Locals can live by an excise tax for retail sales. Okay, so state receives taxes. Okay. I don't believe the, the actual... Well, you know, here, here's where, where it all gets a little murky. Uh, you've heard about the border wall being built. You know that right? our, 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 our money is used for economic development, academic studies, and youth programs? Mm -hmm. I've had a gentleman tell me uh, about a week ago while I was walking around with my pen that I was destroying the youth. I should show him this, mm -hmm. that our revenue is used for youth programs. I wonder what he would have to say about that. Um, where is taxable, not legal, legal and tax, legal but no tax collection? Where the fuck is that going? Wait a minute. Washington, D.C., Vermont, and is that, what the hell is that? What is M-E on the top right of the, the what, what, what's Maine? Maine? Mm-hmm. How the hell is Maine, D.C., and Vermont not taxing? I want to know right now. What? See, this is what I'm not talking about. How is it that where the president of the United States lives, weed is legal, but it's not legal in the rest? That's that's not right, dude. I don't think it's right. Well, see, this is where I'm talking about. The you, homie Joe Biden is just out there puffing you, the J, and, and everyone else has got to sit around. It goes to show that the federal government doesn't have more power than the states the states have has their own power the state have the most yeah, so even power. if the federally uh you know uh oh here we go wait so maine says begins collect when maine begins collecting tax revenue it will split its revenue between the health and safety programs of law enforcement associated with marijuana legalization and wherever the hell dc is i don't even uh, washington dedicates washington, its re DC. revenue to, to health care programs Apparently, yeah, that's that's nice. Oh shit! Never mind. Hold on. Mm. Washington D.C. executes a thirty-seven percent state tax. Okay, motherfucker. I mean, here we have a fifteen percent tax, but when it comes to the local, da, 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 we have about thirty-eight percent here in. Uh, right. It's all about the. It's same. all about bullshit. Yeah, it's all about fucking. And the Vermont has no tax system in place. Good for them, apparently. I don't know. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know what I'm really talking about. But uh, there are there is a big push from from people I know that say that they believe that the gray market, which apparently holds currently still 50 percent of sales here in California, if not more. Right. They can't really they can't really accurately. No, nobody, no, nobody can fucking accurately report the gray market. That's like being like, hey, you know, over there where we can't see we're going to we're going to report there's about 100,000 people over there. Right. But we can't yeah. really see it, though. 
So anyway, so they they assume, but they they know that the large portion of the market is still gray. And they believe in order to transfer that over, some people believe that the taxation needs to drop about 15% to begin with. And then right. that will begin happening. So there is that. Well, here, here's the other thing. What, what'll, what's going to happen when the federal government, quote unquote, does uh, you know, legalize it? They're going to want their cut. Are yeah. they going to increase the taxes then, or is the states going to take a little bit less and give the federal government five, ten percent? Yeah, I think I mean? it's. I think that they were talking about trying to do something where it was like five, 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 and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> partners in crime. <laughs> we'll collect a little bit here, a little bit there, and we're all good. Yeah, that's really crazy. Well, guys, I think we'll probably just call it right here on this fantastic episode of uh, Hi, How Are You? Hopefully, I didn't say too blunt at the beginning. If I did, I don't think I did, though. No, I don't think you did. Yeah, hopefully not. But, you know, sometimes you slip them in there. Maybe it's Carlos Cannabis Corner or the other one. But thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys coming by here on this beautiful Friday. Make sure to enjoy your day. Live it up. Have a great one. Puff some tree. Do what you need to do. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll catch you guys out here next and week. Just Smoke strong. Live with great expectations. Always, always. Smoke strong. Stay high, guys. And we'll catch you out here next week. Much love. Peace. Peace.